If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Phew, that was a bit tortuous. <laughs> that, this was a really, uh, this was a, a, a difficult one. Yeah, yeah. It is contentious, though. I mean, the debate in the comments of the Zero Punctuation review of the Final Fantasy VII remake went on quite a while. Mm. For me, yeah, where you caught me out there was the title thing. Mm. For me, this all would have been cleared up if they'd just called it Episode 1. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yes, there were plenty of news reports from the developers and publishers saying it was going to be the first episode, but as you say, people don't read the news. <laughs> if a lot of like casual game enjoyers might have just seen the thing that says Final Fantasy VII Remake and said, ooh, I remember Final Fantasy VII, I'm going to plot buy the shit out of that. Exactly. Does it say in like the store pages of the game if it's the first episode? I'm going to check that. Ooh, yeah, check that. Fill time while I check it. Well, what, how I started, because I we flipped a coin and I got, yes, it is a ripoff. And I feel very conflicted about this. So literally where I started my research is looking up the definition of remake. Ooh. You know, just thinking like, oh, you know, if the definition of a remake is a one-to-one or, you know, 90% of it, then then I have a very easy argument. But like the first definition for remake is make something again or differently. And so remake is a perfectly, it's the correct title because they are making something again or differently. (laughs) True. I think there's a certain uh, expectation though. 100%. From the people when you get past the uh, strict pedantic (laughs) definition of the word. Okay, I found the store page now. Okay. It says, Final Fantasy VII Remake is a reimagining of the iconic original with unforgettable characters, a mind-blowing story, and epic battles. So it's saying the original has all of that. (laughs) The story of this first standalone game in the Final Fantasy VII Remake project covers up to the party's escape from Midgar and goes deeper into the events occurring in Midgar than the original Final Fantasy VII. Oh. So they're being honest. I mean, that's kind of buried in the third paragraph of the description. Okay. Sure, yeah, and how I, I, I just honestly, if for anyone who's ever worked in any sort of retail fashion, you know that nobody reads anything. You can have giant signs, like you could have said all of that on the front cover of the game, and all they would have read is Final Fantasy VII Remake, and not any of the any of the smaller print. Who's got time to read in this day and age? We've got economies <laughs> to prop up. That's that's exactly right. We have oil industries to bail out. But I think, you know, the important part is like people's expectations, right? Yeah, yeah. And they, I, I really think that they did call it Remake on purpose because the story of Final Fantasy VII Remake is these phantom specters remaking the actual world. And I think they did that on purpose for like theming. I hate that shit. <laughs> i hate when you they make like a, a sequel or a remake of something that sort of adds this sort of element that implies that the original plot is something almost you know cosmically ordained sure i think that's very lazy story writing it's pandering a bit it's like saying uh it's it's doing it for the fans isn't it it's saying this this is an epic 
adventure story for the ages, as we all agree, audience. <laughs> and we're going to make sure these these ghosts are here to make sure it stays that way. Well, and I, I guess, you know, part of the fun of that is they are, they're playing with that aspect. And I, I agree with you. I hate fate yeah. as a tool, like f- fate and love at first sight are are my two biggest pet peeves in storytelling. Prophecy. Oh, yes. It must be done because it says it must be done. So you have to do it because it said you would do it. Well, then I guess I don't need to read this story because I know it must be done. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with it just being about characters being motivated to do things because of their own personalities and experiences? Exactly. And so, like, the remake does play with that a little bit as these specters are trying to change fate or realign fate or... You know, however it works. Yeah. It is very pandering because, of course, they have to work Sephiroth in there. (laughs) Sephiroth is the uh, iconic villain of the original game. But, Mm -hmm. of course, in the original game, Sephiroth basically doesn't appear until after you leave the city. I think you see his sword that's stuck in somebody's body right at the end of uh, the Midgar section of the game. And then after you leave Midgar, your party goes to an inn and the main character like parrots all the backstory and explains who Sephiroth is. So the character isn't even properly introduced until after the bit where the remake ends. Mm-hmm. So in the remake, because you've got to have Sephiroth in there, he's iconic. <laughs> I mean, they use the word iconic in the in the store description there, so they've got to have the iconic stuff. <laughs> so they just have to, they just sort of crowbar him in. He's like a hallucination that the main character has now and again. And then at the end of it, you fight a boss fight against him for no reason that doesn't really make any sense. Well, it's on the moon, right? It's really weird. You get to the end... (laughs) Explain it to me. Okay, well, you get to the end of where the Final Fantasy VII Midgar chapter ends. And in the original, it just ends where you leave the city on the highway, and then you stop on the city outskirts and say, well, that was fucked. Let's all uh, hook up at a tavern in this neighboring town Uh and introduce the world map as a concept. But in the remake, you get to the end of the highway, and this magic portal appears... And uh, all the shadowy ghosts, you see all the shadowy ghosts sort of flying around the Shinra building in the background. And for some reason, everyone understands that it's very important that we all go into this portal, which transports us to this mysterious cosmic realm where Sephiroth uh, is hanging out uh, with sort of godlike control over the, the fate spirits things. And then Cloud fights Sephiroth in a big, epic final boss battle. And then you win... And then there's a very confusing couple of scenes that remind me of the end of Evangelion. <laughs> and then a couple more confusing scenes. And then it's then it's basically the scene that it should be. It's the characters on the outskirts saying, all right, let's get on with the world exploration part of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So it is very weird. It does feel very thrown in for the uh, iconic villain fight for the fans. Of course. You need... you. There are... Uh, the, you know, this reminds me of the, the stories... The the stories of uh, the fated Nicolas Cage Superman movie. Hmm, that was uh yeah, that was weird. Where they tried to uh, they they tried to like the producers wanted to get rid of the cape. They wanted to like get rid of like very Superman staple things, and and you know it obviously failed before it started. But uh, you know if you are trying to just tell the first chunk of the story. Where where did this decision to like shoehorn Sephiroth in come from, right? Yeah. <laughs> did it come from the creators? Did it come from the producers going, we're calling this Final Fantasy VII. It needs everyone people know from Final Fantasy VII. That's what I'm assuming. I mean, you can't really bring up Final Fantasy VII without 
Sephiroth hanging over it. He's mm-hmm. like, he's the like the I won't say the breakout character. He's the he's the tentpole. Yeah, he's the main villain. <laughs> People remember him, right? If you remember only a handful of things about Final Fantasy VII, you almost certainly remember that. Yeah, him, Tifa, and Cloud. Maybe, maybe not even Tifa. Just him and Cloud, the pretty anime sword boys. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe chocobo breeding if you were really really weirdly into that i think yeah. and that one funny scene where cloud has to dress up as a lady <laughs> but i don't think you could argue that the final fantasy 7 remake is a lazy game no well no but yes they were working on it for fucking years <laughs> it was like in and out of production and in and out of directors over and over again Mm -hmm. it was in like development hell i think it's it's certainly very expanded that original chapter as i say it's got all these extra chapters some of them feel a bit copy pasted but Mm -hmm. the environments are really well detailed there's uh, so many characters there's so many more side quests it definitely doesn't feel like they were half-arsing it i i feel like the lazy part comes in for me when and, and, you know, one of those production team switchovers probably happened when a decision needed to be made about not making it the full remake. Yeah. Right? And then eventually they said, we can't, We ju- there's no way we can make the entire game look like this. We need to just focus on Midgar. Well, yeah, that's modern graphics for you. And in fairness, you couldn't have made it with the graphical limitations of the original, because if you go back to the original, it looks really fucking rough. <laughs> i mean yeah 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 i mean even for the time the pre-rendered backdrops kind of look uh well some of them look good some of them do not well and the the characters themselves look yeah the character yeah the characters are like ps1 3d models oh god they're little lego people with popeye arms <laughs> they should have they should have just made them lego people then they would have had some characters shouldn't blame the ps1 though because final fantasy 8 and 9 had pretty good 3d models with characters considering and so i guess like for me the the laziness comes in in them making that concession like okay we can't do the full game so we need to pad out midgar and and right when you make that decision then you're saying oh well we're not giving them the thing we're promising them and sure you still get you know 20 30 hours out of a game whereas the original though was 100 hours depending on the side quests of course I feel like this would all change if we knew that they were going to go ahead and finish the whole story of the original. Because, uh-huh. you know, if they if that was the plan, then I'd agree with you. But if the plan was to just do the start of the game and do a full deep dive of it and try to make it its own story, then that would feel like it was less lazy to me. Hmm. Yeah, and I, don't, I suppose we'll never know. Like, I think no matter what... No matter what, the Final Fantasy VII remake, as we have it now, is a bit of a canary in a coal mine. They want to see fan response to it. They want to see how well it sells. They want to know whether or not this past five years has been worth it. To tell you what made me laugh, I was looking at the comments on the Zero Punctuation review where the argument was happening. Mm. And somebody said, yeah, it took years to make this first thing, and it's only like the first third of the first disc of the original game, but... Now that they've made this and they've got the engine and the gameplay down, they'll be able to bring out the next episodes much quicker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I just had to laugh at that. <laughs> oh, the naivety. Oh, I got three words and a numeral for you. Half-Life <laughs> Episode 3. <laughs> That's not how it works. You gotta... Even, like, 
episodic games, they tend to chase the trends of the cutting edge of graphics. Absolutely. Well, and if it was, I think it's not planned, and this could be proven wrong by the time this episode comes out, but it's proven wrong that they have nothing planned in the future because they haven't announced anything. Yeah. Well, if they had something planned, that means they would have already been working on it, which means that they would have had a plan and they don't or because they didn't announce it. They don't have a plan, which means they are waiting to see whether or not this does well or not. And if it does, they'll start another five year production cycle for the next disc of the game or for the next third of a disc or however long. I guess for me, this brings up the argument of what constitutes an announcement that you're going to make the sequel. Mm -hmm. If the game had been titled Episode 1, I would have taken that as an announcement that they were going to do a sequel. Absolutely. I mean, the reason why Half-Life never got away with saying, ooh, we never officially announced that we're working on Episode 3, is because Episode 2 ended on a cliffhanger. Yeah. Which is an announcement Uh, Even if it's not like a news bulletin that gets put on the news sites, that ending is in itself an announcement that they're going to make another episode. Absolutely. And Final Fantasy VII Remake, it's sort of a grey area for me. Because I did look at the ending, and I don't think it flat out says to be continued. It says something like that. Hang on, I need to double check that. Yeah, double check that. Because like, you know, in the... uh... If If we take over, like, if we look at movies, how they handle that, they always say like, you know, this person will return in the Avengers or whatever. Yeah. And so that kind of announcement is important. Okay, give me a sec. Just found a video of the ending. Just going <laughs> to scroll through an hour of a boss fight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. It says, right after the scene where everyone like is on the outskirts of the city and going, ooh, time to explore the world. Ah. There's a caption that comes up that says, the unknown journey will continue. So, bam, there you go. That's There's your announcement. It, it says, we'll continue. It's like when they said at the end, it's like the end of a James Bond film. And that was never a lie. James Bond always did return. That's true. He always did return. I, that's, that's fairly weak as far as, as far as announcements go. But I, I, I don't know. We'll continue. It seems like pretty strong language to me. Sure. I don't, you know, I don't think that'll hold up in court, but... <laughs> oh, wait a minute. What about the first part of the sentence? It says, the unknown journey will continue. So it might not necessarily be talking about Final Fantasy VII. Ooh. It could be talking generally about life. <laughs> Your unknown journey of life will generally continue. So it's not an announcement. It's just sort of the closing moral. Right, right. Isn't that what we, what we all call life? Yeah. The unknowing journey. Or... Or it's their BS into some other game that, you know, like picks up from here and it's a completely different thing because the specters have changed fates or whatever. And then they can they can use once again, use and this part, I I truly do believe I think they used our nostalgia as, as a weapon. And and they say, oh, no, this is the new direction the Final Fantasy series makes because all the fate ghosts changed everything. Oh, and, you know, it's an online service now. Or it's, you know, it's another BS uh, games of service thing weasel, with the Final weasel, Fantasy VII. Weasel. Weasel, I, I weasel, believe weasel, everyone weasel. is a weasel, yes. <laughs> I guess that condemns this whole business for me because Final Fantasy plots are just fucking stupid. <laughs> I mean, after a while, they were just... They went on for so long and they had so many ridiculous things that you just had to take as read. 
I mean, I think this really started with the Final Fantasy X. The plot of Final Fantasy X is that you are a footballing ghost from the future that might be the past, uh-huh. who is being remembered by the ruins of a future city that was from the past. Oh, God. And you know what? I played Final Fantasy X all the way through, and I don't remember any of that <laughs> because... And then brought out X-2, and the plot became even more complicated. <laughs> and this is every Final Fantasy game now. Mm-hmm. It's just all these, like, weird ideas about gods and well actually we're a dream of the past and the future and uh, it's another timeline and another dimension and uh, here's a uh, five side games that explain all of this and if you miss out on any of them you won't have a fucking clue what's going on <laughs> so this is and final fantasy 7 for its flaws was a fairly straightforward plot originally mm. it was you're a pretty anime sword boy there's this evil corporation draining the planet's life force uh you fight them mm-hmm. and uh here's this evil dude that the evil corporation inadvertently created and uh, he b- eventually becomes the main villain that's i guess that's a basic enough plot right yeah there's a little bullshit right where you used to be like a soldier but then you lost your memory oh yeah some whole bullshit where you it reveals you weren't who you thought you were all along right at its core (laughs) it's you sephiroth darth vader Mm. uh what's her name is the love interest Aerith. 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 it's a understandable adventure in plot absolutely but with all this fake ghost stuff, they've added all this, like, later Final Fantasy bullshit to it. Mm-hmm. It's not a classic adventure yarn. It's weird cosmic bullshit. Oh, God, yeah. Well, you know, you do what works, you do what sells, and apparently it's been selling weird cosmic <sighs> bullshit. Uh, not my... Oh, oh, no, are you pish-poshing me? I'm pish-poshing. <laughs> I've never understood why Disney tolerates Kingdom Hearts to exist. Because uh, they like money? I guess... But Disney, I've always thought, was all about, you know, your family films, your understandable, simple, uh, myth-based family films. Mm -hmm. Princesses, heroes, villains. Yeah. But Kingdom Hearts is that that modern Final Fantasy bullshit with Disney in it. And it's just, I don't know if you played the latest one, but it is just fucking incomprehensible. (laughs) If you haven't played all of the previous ones and all the weird spin-off ones with the really stupid titles that sound like refrigerator poetry. <laughs> you know, I you know what? I haven't played a Kingdom Hearts since the first one. And I didn't finish that one because of all the nonsense bullshit garbage. Yeah. Yeah. The nonsense bullshit garbage or NBG to use the technical term. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. I, I, I feel like I, that's most modern Japanese RPGs these days. Mm. It's always about spectacle. It's all very heavily about spectacle. Right. And uh this all this weird cosmic bullshit in the background. And like, is it just like, you know, from a storytelling perspective, and I'll, I'll lean on your expertise here, is it twists for twists sake? Like, are, are they just so like a standard hero's journey is so beneath them that they feel they need to add cosmic elements? What's what's the motivating factor here? I don't know. It feels to me because a lot of these games it feels like they start in medias res. It feels like it's just someone spent all their lunch breaks writing a really long glossary of terms, and now they want to work that into a plot. Sure, sure. And I was playing Final Fantasy Thirteen, and again, that plot is incomprehensible unless you're prepared to read through the glossary every 10 minutes. Sure. It's, like, it's really fun to come up with ideas for your world. Yeah. It's like, what's it like? It's the sort of thing that's all world building, but not much actual plot. 
Sure, sure. They they fall so much in love with this weird little like, oh, you know what I invented for my world? A god that controls waterfalls. That's it. It's just a god, the god of waterfalls. And they get so attached to that idea that it has to be in the world no matter what. And so they 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 start weaving the story around this stupid little thing that they came up with. Yeah. And then when you actually play it, half of it's just smug pretty villain comes up and says smug things and the main character goes, "Huh?" <laughs> <laughs> that was a really good that was a really good anime confused uh sound. It's one of the things <laughs> that irks me about anime and uh Japanese like uh, culture and everything. Mm-hmm. For some reason they always feel like they have to vocalize everything like if a character slightly changes their expression they have to go hmm. <laughs> or, hmm? huh? nanny is that an anime thing or is that a translation thing i don't know it just bugs me how they vocalize everything because i always assumed that was part of a like a, a, a translation gimmick where they needed to justify a character's mouth moving because english is, you know, we, our mouths make different sounds at different times. And so I always thought it was just like the Japanese version of their mouth movement made sense. But in English, they were done talking and they needed to justify. So they go, oh, yes, I think you're right about fighting the waterfall goddess. Uh-huh. Uh, hey. I don't think it's that. Because oh. it's like they just make a sound every time they react to something. Well, that's uh, that's classic soap opera. Well, um... They need to they need to vocalize their soap opera. Uh, you have to telegraph your emotions at all times. <sighs> it's not even like, like telegraphing emotion, though. It's like they see something, so they open their mouth slightly in surprise, and then they close their mouth because they've realized what it is. And, to, and while they're doing that, they go, huh? mm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's the sounds they make while they do that. <laughs> you j- First of all, you do that way too well, and I, it's very amusing. I've played a lot of Japanese RPG with cutscenes in my time. <laughs> Am I sounding racist? Is this whole argument making me sound racist? No, it's it's an interesting observation on how a different culture handles their storytelling. I mean, if like a Japanese critic played a lot of like American stuff, would they be saying, why don't they ever vocalize their changes of expression? It's right. so weird. American games are so quiet. What are they feeling? <laughs> it's very possible. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it, but hey, that's fine. It's if if it's what works, it's what works. Huh. I don't want to I don't I want to sound like I'm condemning all Japanese RPGs or all Japanese culture. Uh-huh. I think it's a medium like anything else. There are animes I like. Mm-hmm. There's quite a lot of animes I don't like, but there are some <laughs> I like. There are some Japanese RPGs I like. Persona 5 is really good. I enjoyed uh, Final Fantasy before it went into its bullshit phase. <laughs> Earthbound, that's uh, that's one of my favorite Japanese RPGs. That's that's the cool JRPG to be into. But it's definitely a JRPG because it ends with uh, teenagers using the power of friendship to kill God. 100%. <laughs> and that, that's how you know it's a JRPG. <laughs> Yeah, I guess, you know, just just to weave this back around to whether or not Final Fantasy VII Remake is a ripoff. Yes. The the question we need to, the, the other part that we need to look at is what they're charging. Oh, well, I'm still on the store page. I can answer that. They are charging $59.99. And, and so, like, while it's true, you do get a good amount of time, a uh, playtime for that money. 
$79.99 if you want the Digital Deluxe Edition. Ooh, what comes in the Digital Deluxe Edition? Ooh, um... B- 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 New outfits? You get a digital art book. Mm. Digital art book. Thanks, I've got Google Image Search already. Ha. So you also got a digital mini soundtrack, a a Cactuar summon materia, and a Carbuncle summon materia. Well, that's mm. in-game stuff. Ah. Well, and so, like, uh, going going back to Cynical Jack here... Okay. Is is the other part of this is are they just trying to squeeze every last penny out of this beloved game Final Fantasy 7 for all its faults no matter how good it actually is people love it they remember it and so is the other sinister part of this Squaresoft Square Enix now I suppose but uh uh j- them saying if we cut this up into more pieces we get more money I think it's possible you can have a bit of one and a bit of the other. Mm-hmm. There's clearly some cynicism in the decision to remake uh, the most popular Final Fantasy game. <laughs> but you can also see that whoever was foisted the task of remaking the game has clearly tried to put their own artistic spin on the job they have been given. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, you know, I guess the ultimate answer to the question, is it a ripoff, comes down to subjectivity which is a useful get-out clause. If (laughs) you think you've been ripped off, then you are free to think that. But if you're quite satisfied with the product you got, then that's fine too. (laughs) Look at me weaseling out of the debate here. Weasel, 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 here I go. Weasel, weasel, through the hole, out I go, off to hunt insects in the weasel patch. Is, Is this a real rhyme, or is this a children's rhyme that you're remembering? No, I'm basically talking stream of consciousness at this point. You should probably interrupt me. Okay. this That's why this was such a hard side for me to, to choose either side, because it is a very gray area. Obviously, the, the language that they've used is slightly deceiving, but if you read even a little bit past the title, they've been very open that it is not the full Final Fantasy VII. Ergo, it is not a ripoff, but... That isn't as upfront as some people would like. And in using the very name of Remake, it is kind of a ripoff. And so this was a real gray one for me. I think it's a perfect storm. It is equally a ripoff and not a ripoff. And it has been positioned in such a way to extract the maximum amount of argument about the subject. (laughs) That's true. The Internet does love this one. It's it's hovering on the middle of the seesaw. Mm-hmm. It's yes, it's uh, not the entire game originally, but it's also a deep dive and completely realized with lots of extra stuff. But they didn't call it episode one in the title. But they do say it's just episode one in the store description. It's right on the nose. It's right in the middle, and people are going to argue about it forever. <laughs> yep. All right. Well. It's- not much point in continuing arguing about it here, then. <laughs> well, then there you go. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Yes, and remember uh, that this conversation came after our show Slightly Civil War, where we did a more uh, hyper debate over whether or not Final Fantasy VII is a remake. You can go see that at escapismagazine.com. And uh, you're li- thanks for listening to the podcast. I was Jack Packard. And I was Yahtzee Crozor. Bye. Bye. See you next week.